Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound it down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. All right, welcome, folks. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. It is a uh, foggy Wednesday morning, August 17th, 2022. Um, and, and not that I'm looking for anybody to say happy birthday. but tomorrow. No, it is tomorrow, the 18th. I knew that. Don't. Yeah. But uh, invariably over the years, uh, we have, this is the point in August when we have a fog. This is the onset of fall, and it's always within two or three or four days of my birthday, either side. Right. And uh, that's just how fall begins in Middle Tennessee. And you get a get a little bit of a cool night, you get a little bit of fog, and then, you know, things progress. And after a while, it's winter. <laughs> so There's an old wives' tale that however many fogs you have in August is how many snows you'll have the upcoming winter. Okay. So we're going to start counting, hopefully. I'm hearing some kind of reverb in here. That's all right. Uh, All right, folks. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, I guess, is still out driving the school bus. Good morning. Oh, okay. You're here? There he is. I'm here. Okay. I'm in my office. He's got the best beard in Murray County. There you go. And uh, are you hearing that uh, reverb? Not really, no, sir. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Good morning, Clayton. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dell. What date is your birthday, Dell? It's tomorrow, the 18th. God, dog, I know why we can't get along. I'm on the 22nd. There we go. Happy birthday. Jim <laughs> <laughs> Leo's scrapping it out. But uh, right right here, the third week of August or so, the weather starts to change um, yeah. almost invariably in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. All right. Regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning. So good to be here. I, uh, I was my friend Linda LeBron posts awesome um, written words of different great authors all the time. And last week she posted someone that said the first week of August is like um, the peak of summer. It's like the top part of a of a Ferris wheel where it hangs and you stop and everything's still and hot. And then after that first week of August, it descends into fall. And it was a beautiful passage. I reposted it on my Facebook page. I thought it was great. But for sure, the first week of August is just pure front porch of hell, hot. And then we slide into fall. There you go. It's a beautiful thing. So many different ways of yep. portraying that or yes. thinking of it. Or- yes. Rationalizing it, yes. whatever you want to say. Uh, all right, folks, here locally, uh, the Murray County Commission, and I get out, I, I don't want to say anything bad. I mean, Lord, 16 or 8, how many of them are retiring, Debbie? 18, 16? I think so. You got 22 total, and either 16 right. or 18 said, nope, not going to run again. Right. 
And so we've got new members. Yes. And the old commission had its last meeting this week. They did. And um, <clears throat> it was they, sort of sad to see some of them go, you know? They, you know, you, you got to thank them. I mean, it's. Um, <clears throat> It's a miserable, tough job. It's a job. thankless job. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, you, you get phone calls from people who are mad at him. Around and, the clock. And you get no phone calls from anybody saying, well, thank you for serving, you know. Right. And I think they make $50 a meeting, if that. Yeah. You know, you can't even pay your gas if you live on the south end or the north end of the county to get in and out, you know, for that. So I'm very, very thankful for everyone that took the time to serve. You know, I'm going to miss my friends, uh, Scott Sumner and Debbie Turner and all the others that are leaving. So I appreciate their time. Um, so very, very thankful for them. And, and they're making votes that were tough. You know, they're really tough. They did. I'm, I'm still just sort of incredulous, though. Of course, uh, they... I thought it was a great idea to buy the old Herald building, uh, and it would be good cheap space to expand the court uh, court system. Well, the, the court. Well, it's something we had been looking at for for about ten years. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. Apparently, what they you know take the old Herald building, which is a cavern, and um, and you know build it in and make it into courtrooms and. Other spaces needed to hold court, clerks, that kind of thing. Seemed to me like a very practical idea, and the location was, you know, adjacent to the downtown, and that seemed to be a very practical idea. But now the commission has decided to tear down the old Herald building and build a new build, uh, building. Now, the, the, I'm just saying here, the thing that worries me about that, and Clayton, you know, chime in here, They, they, they've hired... And if if you read the press from yesterday's meeting, it makes it sound like this firm, Spencer Hewitt, is a contractor of some type. They're not. Uh, they they characterize themselves as building advocates, which is weird. And um, they're actually consultants. Well, uh, Spencer Hewitt is the same firm that told uh, the Murray County Commission and the school board that a new and just last fall less than a year ago eight months ago told uh told the murray county uh school board and the murray county commission that a new high school could be built in spring hill for 74 million dollars mm-hmm. well now it's clocking in at 100 million and going up every minute yes i mean these yes. people i they they seem to be incentivized I mean, they're not the contractor. Well, not, not, they they are not saying, okay, you know, you you contract with us to build it, we'll build it for seventy four. They're just some kind of consultant, and I think yep. the, the more they the more they consult, the more they get paid. Yes, and they got no incentive to be accurate. Yes, um, Debbie's sitting over here going, yes, yes. Well, yes, well when we had the problem, well, when I was with I was with the city from uh, I was elected in fall of two thousand seven, so I took place in 2008 and of course we did really big projects during that that time yeah the city we, does we did the city hall we did the ridley field and we you started to see a pattern where people bid it low to get the bid and then they come in with constant change orders to rev it up to rev it up to rev it up so it doesn't look anything like it did when you bid the project which you have to do by law and so um, we just got to a point on the council, which I thought was fantastic. We looked at anybody and said, if you come in here with more than a 
one or two change orders, you will never be considered for another project with the city of Columbia. And you talk about straightening some stuff up. It really made a difference. But these guys, you know, it's just a change order here and a change order there, millions and millions. And what I'm afraid about the Justice Center, I am thankful for it, and I'm with you on the purchase of that and where it was for $10 million. Well, now it's 30 but, but but you and I both know it's going to be six. It will be a sixty million dollar project before yeah, it's done. Yeah, I mean this is this is. I think you know. I, I mean we we called around, um, yeah. and you know to try to see what other cities were doing. And I'm I've always been familiar with these kind of projects because I practice law in about every little town in the state. Right. Right. And uh, the the only similar project that's going on right now is in Gallatin. Which is about our size has about our same needs. Yes, it's and and they thought it was going to cost sixty five million and it's going to cost seventy something million. Right. right. But and that's that's not for a deluxe courthouse. I, I mean, I, I think we were just dreaming to think that a th- you, we can build this thing for thirty million dollars. And well, and once the Herald Building is torn down, then what are you going to do? Well, Del, the problem with consultants, somebody in in the organization has to be in charge. It's all right to have consultants for certain events but if you're getting consultants for every project you know that there's something wrong with that and people have to have some expertise or somebody needs to be in charge to see if the consultant is going in a direction that's conducive to your county or going in the wrong direction and certainly somebody you know you got to have somebody responsible and maybe people don't want to be responsible for that yeah but i mean spencer hewitt is just a consultant so when the spring hill high school that they're working on right now you know it's not 110 and they get paid well too to be a consultant instead of 74 million dollars um it's now going to be over 100 million dollars and spencer hewitt's got no skin in the game they don't have any contract to build a school for 74 or 100 million dollars they're still getting their consulting fees as the price goes up you know that's and Um, we, and, we, and so, and the, the county commission had some kind of crazy conversation with them. Said, "Well, you're saying it's going to cost thirty-two million dollars, and we only want to spend thirty million dollars." Spencer Hugh goes, "Well, fine, we'll do it for thirty million dollars." Well, they they're not a contractor. That, you know, they'll they'll be back to us. I, I my prediction is, they'll, you know, they'll be sitting, you know, sometime by October they'll be back going, "Well, it's going to cost about forty-five million." And then about February they'll be back, "Well." Well, it's going to cost about $65 million. And at that point, we should have just built it on land that we, as Murray Countyans, own on the backside of Woodland and, and East 7th and East 6th. That's where the original ju- Justice Center was going in. The original... Uh, when we... When I was a part of the city and and the county had bid that back then, because this is this conversation has been going on for a decade, but the t- price tag was sixty million at the time, but the city at the time was possibly going to join to do a parking garage, which would help with the downtown flow in traffic, which I think the city still needs to do at some point, but. But, you know, we could have built it on land that we own, which would have saved us $1.8 million off the top of the, the bucket. If they can keep it at $30 million, it's going to be a miracle. I, I can't My imagine what kind of piece of junk we're going to get for consulting company, the primary company, to do all the consulting Yes, for why the is that? Who has made that Who's decision? Who's got some interest in yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Whom has, who makes that decision? Because... You know, I've never seen anything like that. And, you know, I've never seen anything like that. You had drawings done by architectural design and all that, but I've never had a project manager that the county or the city paid to oversee something. 
I, I've never seen that before. So uh, yeah, and I mean, and the Murray County has a terrible track record already. Uh, we just built a new courthouse in Mount Pleasant to the tune of five million dollars mm-hmm. for a very small courthouse. It's it's dysfunctional. I mean, it's it's awful. It's 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 barely. It's got this huge courtroom that never is more than a third full. Uh, it's got no place for attorneys and uh, clients and police officers to meet. They're just standing out in the halls. The only the only improvement over the old courthouse is um, that it does have a great lockup facility, which the old courthouse in Mount Pleasant lacked. Well, the prisoners are much more comfortable than they used to be. But other than that, the thing is useless. And, um, and the, the county spent $5 million on it. And uh, I, I can't, you know, I, as I'm Hopefully predicting. Hopefully the new commission will will try to do a better job at making some decisions and, and save the county and the taxpayers' money. Yeah, but I'm, I, you know, if if history is true, you know, we'll end up with about a 60 or $70 million useless courthouse. Um, so, so new commissioners, find out why these consultants are the consultants, who hired them, why, does anybody have any ownership in that that we don't know about? What What's the reason we keep going yeah, back to what, why, why is everybody keeps hiring Spencer Hewitt? Well, how have they wormed their way in? I have no idea. Uh, did, didn't, didn't they say that the funds that are going to pay for this $30 million uh, justice, it's going to come from the, uh, some kind of federal it, plan? It is. There's no, none of this is coming out of pro- property taxes yet. That, but that assumes you can get it done for $30 million. Yeah. Then. True. So, um, well, government. It's still taxpayers' dollars, though, federal taxpayer yeah. dollars, and they ought to be used wisely. Absolutely, well, they ought to Jim. be used wisely, and I, I just, I, I can't imagine that whatever you might get for $30 million would be, you know. I don't know. Now, I've seen the drawings, and they're pretty. I've I didn't, I saw, the, yeah, um, I can't imagine you'd get anything worthwhile. Thirty million on this scale, the size they're trying to build. Uh, well, so um, you ready for a break, Mike? Yeah, I'm about ready. ready. I'm getting some messages here. Let's see. I know. Uh, Sapiki sent in a great message about the Senior Center. The Mount Pleasant Senior Center has been awarded grants from the state of Tennessee for improvements. That's so good. And he and Senator Hennessy spearheaded that to make sure it happened. So the Murray County Senior Center and Mount yeah. Pleasant Senior Center, both yeah. of them, Murray County yeah. and Mount Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Scott Sapicki, for making that happen for us. And Senior Senator, Senator. Hen- and Senator um, Hensley. And um, I am getting some uh, texting about Hewitt Spencer here, and it's not very favorable. I don't know if it, I don't think anybody wants. <laughs> nobody's told me they could be quoted, so I won't. But uh, Hewitt Spencer apparently uh, has a bad reputation that precedes him. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada and Regal. Parks has SUVs the Encore, Enclave and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Okay, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you doing? Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. All right. We we continue to get sort of more traffic on Hewitt Spencer and how that works. And, yeah. Uh, we have one person telling us that sometime Hewitt Spencer, even though they're not a contractor, folks, they don't build anything, uh, as far as I know, uh, they're a consultant. But they all 
they will actually uh, negotiate sort of like a, an insurance policy, a guaranteed maximum, maximum price, and that's but you pay a fee for that. And um, uh, apparently on this Spring Hill disaster, which you know they said would cost seventy four million, now is costing it's up to one hundred ten million, and Hugh and Spencer is still getting paid for their bad advice. Uh, I think somebody needs to do a freedom of information there was, there request. Was, you know, there, apparently, there was no guaranteed maximum price well, negotiated. Right. Not yet. They're deal. saying, yeah, the deal on Spring Hill High has no guaranteed maximum price agreed on yet. But yet, the that uh, they're making this with the courthouse. Now, I personally want a Freedom of Information Act, somebody yeah, to I, file with the county to say, over the last so many years, how much has Hewlett Spencer made from the county. You know, I mean, I'd like that number. I, I called out to Wayne <laughs> County, which is you know a fraction of our size. I mean, Wayne right, County's yeah. got what eight thousand people, something down there. like that. Great yeah. land mass. I think it's the second largest county yeah. in the state, but, but just seven, seven but, or seventeen thousand total. Something. You know, like they that. just they built a new justice center. I don't know about ten years ago, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to uh, one of the commissioners down there, and. and I've forgotten what he said. You know, ten years ago it cost twelve million or so to build it for Wayne County. This is for little bitty Wayne County. And I said, you know, what would it cost today? He said, oh, thirty million. You know, I mean, it. Y'all, I'm a lawyer, but it just defies when you you know Gallatin's going to cost sixty five plus seventy million plus to build a a new courthouse over there. I mean, it. You know, and it caught fire. Yeah, yeah it, it did. And then there's fire, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's that. I mean, Murray County always built a, a, a garbage courthouse for five million in Little Old Mount Pleasant, and to think, even if Hewitt Spencer guarantees that the maximum price is thirty million, I, you know, I, I just I wonder what kind of courthouse we'll get. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's going to be in our downtown historic corridor, yeah, and, uh, right outside a, of that. We want yeah, that yeah, to spur a growth. Pole, a pole barn courthouse? Can you build a pole I, barn yeah, courthouse? Yeah, you can build anything you yeah. want. Yeah, but um, anyway, I, you know, anyway. Yeah, call Sands Fence. We'll get a pole barn courthouse, yeah. <laughs> well, somebody made a great suggestion. I think it was Greg Martin. Miss York, you're chuckling. <laughs> yeah, but Greg Martin said, why don't we build the courthouse out near the jail so they don't have to be transported all the way down here and just build it out that way? Now, that was a conversation that I thought that was worth investigating. You know, good idea. I think so. Well, uh, Greg Martin keep made that comment. in the center of your commercial and industrial area, you don't want to take it way out somewhere well, where well, people don't circulate. I don't want the courthouse really taken out of the downtown area because county employees, I think it's like 300, feed that downtown economy well, every day. Uh, folks, I, I mean, criminal courts are just a, a portion of what goes on in court. I mean, right. uh, yeah. you've, you've got all sorts of non-criminal matters yeah. being handled in courts every day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Then all the attorneys got to move their offices out to east west of town <laughs> well so the attorneys are looking uh for new space you know yeah and scott Sapicki's also he's texting me because uh you know i remember when scott and the county commission at that time put forth it was a great beautiful design for a courthouse behind 
that it, that big lot between East Seventh and East Sixth and and Woodland that they were going to build the uh, judicial center there with a parking garage that would feed the downtown traffic. I think the price tag at the time was sixty or sixty five million dollars, and that was how many was it? I mean, I think ten yeah. years ago. So yeah, I, well, we, all, we we got a previous bid on this like ten years ago. Yes, and that was, was over sixty ago. million. Yeah. So I, I mean, anyway, yeah, I mean, folks, the. Um, it doesn't make any sense, and uh, we'll move on. I mean, I don't wish ill will on the county. I hope they get a, a great courthouse for yeah, thirty million dollars, and uh, uh, but we'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Yes. Uh, yeah, they ought to build it on that vast plot of land uh, between seven and six. That's the best location. Well, that's where it was originally, and the county owns that. Imagine that they wouldn't have had to buy uh, almost a one point eight million dollar piece of property that they didn't own so that's uh it's that's you know that's government for you yeah now they're going to tear down a i mean that building's got a new roof yep uh it's in uh good shape the uh, hvac system still work they it's all updated they they bought it that way it's all updated with uh hvac and and you know it's all up to date and and it's a shell i mean it's it's basically just a big empty cavern that you can build in, you know, any way you want. For and ten million was the original, I think, bid for. Yeah, I don't know if you and Spencer came up with that or somebody else. But, I don't know. You know. But you know, I want great things for our downtown. All right. So we'll yeah, see. yeah, and we wish the county well and and hope things yes. turn out well. But yes. Skepticism is certainly appropriate. Only here. because we've been at this dance before. Yes, we have. Okay, so. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about something positive. Yes, uh, we have another a very special guest, a regular guest with us this morning, Calista Barberry with Youth Villages. How you doing? I'm doing all right today. Thank you for having me. All right, welcome in. Uh, the uh, Calista, let's let's just you know for folks who haven't heard you before or heard us talk about Youth Villages, tell us uh, right now what uh, Youth Villages Youth Villages of Tennessee does. We are a nonprofit in the area, and we contract with the state, and we work with insurance companies. We do a number of services in the entire state of Tennessee, but specifically with the Middle Tennessee area. We cover crisis. We do in-home services. My background is with LifeSet, so I used to work with kids who are aging out of the foster care system and help them with that transition. Um, but now I'm here as a foster parent trainer and recruiter, and so I teach all of the foster parent training classes, and I write all the home studies for the people who decide to become foster parents with youth villages there you go all right now let's just let, let's go back to 101 here you know yes uh, foster parenting involves um children who don't have a home right and most often they are uh referred or placed by the juvenile court systems of tennessee now youth villages works in tennessee correct yes we contract with the state of tennessee so every child that is placed in a youth villages foster home comes from state custody through the department of children's services there you go and so these are children that uh, a juvenile judge for one reason or other either the child himself or herself may be troubled and having difficulties committing crimes not going to school uh, drug habits etc mm-hmm. or there may be a problem with the parents or the guardians uh, mm-hmm. who may have drug problems may be in jail whatever yes these things happen and so for whatever reason a juvenile court judge determines that the child should no longer be in their home and that it is necessary to remove the child from their home yes. and so the juvenile judge rings up 
youth villages, right? Yes. Well, they the judge signs the approval for them to be taken into state custody, and then someone from the Department of Children's Services calls youth villages and says, hey, we have a child, they need a home. Often they'll say they need a home by 10 o'clock tonight, and so we go through our list and we say, hey, we have a child who needs a home, you happen to have a bed, or I just certified a family that has six beds in their home because they really wanted to open up their home to as many uh kids as possible they want they were like can we get a really big sibling group because we just want to keep all of the siblings together oh, I, love that. I, I do too it, um, I one of the that. foster moms was actually in state custody as a teenager herself and was able to stay with her brother and so she's really passionate about keeping sibling groups together so go. they call and they say are you willing to take this child into your home after they've gone through the certification process yes. and then they are able to accept the child and to but, come into their home it starts with a court order and then uh, eventually youth villages gets the call or, or immediately youth villages gets the call. We try to make it as quick as possible. Yeah, the, we don't want kids hanging out in the DCS office right, for very right. long. These children or children need a place to go. Now, and so they will be placed. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ms. York. I was going to say, Calista, is that population increasing or decreasing? Um, we have found over this time that it has been consistent, but we are seeing a very recent increase in the number of teenagers who are coming into care. And so that is why there has been a recent push. Well, there's always a need for foster families who are open to taking teenagers into their home. But that need has only increased in the last few months. Wow. And the teenagers, and that- are they are they – I mean, do we handle um, – do we handle kids that are not necessarily going through the courts that are maybe floating through um, immigration stuff? Does that hit this department at all? Or That's a good question. I mean, it, it, they could be in state custody for any number of reasons. Okay. So if yeah, it's there's just, children where a judge has determined that they can't be in whatever their home setting is. Yes. Right. Or of course, no they, could, they could be homeless, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we've too. seen a lot of that, but it happens. So um, a dump ticking teenage. Yes. I, that's interesting. All right. Well, let, let's walk through this, though, now, because folks, I mean, it, it's familiar to me and close to but most folks. This is probably something they just really don't know very much about. So a foster parent or parents are called and this child, when by child, we mean, you know, somebody up to 18 years old. Right. Uh, is placed in their custody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's but let's be clear here. The goal of this custody, uh, for whatever reason that it's been awarded by the juvenile court to foster parents, is to solve the problem right. and return the child to their home. Either yes. the child's you know, not going to school, using drugs, committing crimes, the parents are using drugs, committing crimes, whatever. The, the goal is to solve that problem and reunite the child with the, with the, his or her family. Yes, correct? we are always the number one goal with every single case is reunification with the biological family. And what's kind of cool is that Youth Villages also has um, a partner program with our in-home services that works with the biological family to help get them back on track. While we also have a foster care program helping to take care of the kids and providing that in-home counseling once so a week youth for the child is as well. Equipped to take care of all those needs. Yes, that, and they are varied. And we us. communicate with each other to be like, okay, how's the biological family doing? How's the child doing in this foster home? How are we doing on progress? When do we think we can get this child back home? So we kind of work together to try to make sure we get this child back to their biological family as soon as it is safe to do so. There we go. Now, for that reason, though, foster care may uh, may just be a matter of a few days or weeks, 
or it may be a matter of years, Mm -hmm. or it may be that the problem is not solvable and an adoption situation arises. Yes. So you've got all that. We do all of it. And so I've certified homes and written. It's the same process whether people want to foster just to be foster parents and get the child back to their biological family, or if they want to adopt a child out of the foster care system. I just write an extra sentence in their home study that says that they're interested in adopting as well. There you go. And so... uh, the, and, and Calista, you come on with us uh, periodically, and I, of course, Youth Villages, like any other nonprofit, uh, would be happy if you would give uh, the public would lend their financial support. Absolutely, we can always need more. I mean, we always need to pay our foster. Uh, Care counselors and the the whole program. We could not run our organization without the donors who have made it possible. And that webpage is? Youthvillages.org. There we go. But you always tell me, though, and I don't think it's changed, that your primary need, though, is to find people who are willing to be foster parents. Yes, absolutely. If you are interested, please give me a call. Go to our website, submit an inquiry. My cell phone number is on the website, so I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. And there's some financial help if you're a foster parent as well. Yeah, and and we're about to take a break here, but let's come back on the other side and talk about, and this is is what you do, Calista, is you... I mean, you, you don't just call up Calista and say, hey, I want to be a foster parent, yeah. and then three kids get delivered to your house. <laughs> right. It's a whole process, but yeah, that's I mean, why I have that, a job, to help yeah, people that, through three it. Three kids get delivered to your house. Uh, no. See you later. <laughs> call us if you're having trouble. You know. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that's not the way it works. Uh, you, uh, foster parents are truly uh, some people who've got – they're special angels. They are. And uh, – uh, and thank God and, for and, them. And Absolutely. what Calista and Youth Villages will do, though, is they will, if you're interested in being a foster parent, you will not be alone. Uh, they will help you. They will guide you. They will be a phone call away through the yep, entire 24-7, anytime entire you need us. process. And uh, so uh, let, let's come back in a minute and we'll talk about how that works. Okay, so, great. Okay. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game for helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Tennessee for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Celebrate back- to school season with Hiller. This month only, get free backyard upgrades when you replace essential home systems like a free Traeger grill with a new whole home generator or a free Yeti cooler with a new tankless water heater. And Hiller's keeping you cool for back to school with zero interest financing for up to 12 months on select new HVAC systems. Visit happyhiller.com, happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch on bandit run. Okay, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three. Del Kennedy, it's Wednesday edition, folks. Uh Many of you may have been wondering what's happened to Ron Hart. Apparently, he's having a very, very busy week. He texted early this morning and says he will be with us tomorrow. So, uh, I'm excited about that. I don't get to be on with Ron very often. Yeah, I love I, it. Well, Ron Hart, of course, uh, grew up here in Columbia, uh, went to the University of Memphis, got his degree, then went to work for Goldman Sachs, went out into the wide, wide world, found fame and fortune. Um, and he's also, uh, this is just sort of a hobby for him. He's a, a columnist in about 60 platforms uh, across uh, the United States and the web and, and various newspapers, including Main Street Murray, our uh, Main Street newspaper here in in Columbia, Tennessee, Murray County, Tennessee. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Doug. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Clayton, you still sleep? Look like you sleep. 
I, I, I'm, I'm I'm awake now. I'll be honest with you. The, the baby has not slept well the last couple of nights, but I'm I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Looked hey. like you had wake up several times last night. Mm. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Oh boy. But the beer and your due diligence—that's a great husband. Yes. That's a rough gig. All right. Uh, to number one, Mr. Jim York, we said hi. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. All right, hi, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Harris. How are you doing? Debbie Matthews. I'm Debbie, doing great. Deb- <laughs> Debbie Harris? Yeah, yeah. Who, who is Debbie Harris? I don't know. Some Ken to Clayton. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Debbie's mother. Where did that's I right. Get- Debbie's his mother. That's Where right. did I get that? No, I, I love know. her, too. So, uh, yeah. anyway, good morning. I don't even have an excuse. There's no baby sleeping in my house. Uh, all right. That's anyway, good. we're all so still good. here, I think. Now, a regular, uh, a fairly regular guest. She comes in every month or so uh, with Youth Villages, Callista Barberi. How you doing? I'm doing all right this morning. Thank you for having me. Glad you are here. Now, we've talked about a little bit about what Youth Villages is, how it works, what it does. Uh, but here's here's where I think this is your primary motivation for coming. Uh Foster parents are hard to come by, and yes. it's a big, tough job. And it's you know it doesn't. I, I'm I'm sure you provide some financial assistance, but it's it, people don't do it for the pay. Right. Well, right. right now. If you wanted to make extra money, you could probably get a part time job working at Walmart, and you wouldn't have a teenager in your home. So I tell people um, there is a state stipend, and it does help cover the cost of having a child in your home. But if you're in it for the money, you should probably just get a part time job doing something yeah, else. Right. So you really have to have a heart for wanting to help children who desperately need someone to love them. Right. There you go. That's- Are you able to go into churches and say, "Hey, we have this need. Let us give you our spill. We're looking for foster families." Absolutely, yes. So if people listening have a connection to a church that is open to me coming in and talking about the need for foster parents, please let me know because I I love to talk about the need for foster parents. I think every church needs to put you on their schedule to talk about that. I mean, okay, big churches here in Murray County. We we want women to make great decisions, and some of that has to do with making – I mean, this is where we are. We we need foster – to care for these kids. Yeah. So and let's get these churches scheduled for you to come in and get these foster families. There's a lot of great families and, out there that would it, love to do it. And, Absolutely. And, Callista, my understanding, I mean, getting uh, foster parents, people who are willing to serve as such, uh, is a continuous problem. You, you don't you don't ever sit around, you don't ever sit around out there going, oh, we got plenty of foster we, parents. We always need more foster parents, and I have found that sometimes the process can be a little confusing, which is why I have a job. And I tell people, even if you are not ready to commit tomorrow, um, please give me a call and ask me all of the questions that you have because it's a process. You have to go through all of our classes, and I have to do interviews, and we do background checks, and I write a home study, and I have to make sure that your home is safe. And it's kind of I've never done I've never certified anybody faster than three months. I had a family that was really on top of their paperwork, and they certified four days after their last class. And the classes take between two and a half and three months, and that was really fast. Some have really taken bad. up to well, six months. But let, Yeah, let's, let's talk about okay. that a little bit, though. I mean, first of all, basic qualifications. Do you have to be uh, married, or can you be single? You can be single. You can be cohabitating. We take same-sex couples. We take opposite gender couples like it doesn't matter we you will just gotta as be long over you, what 25 is yes that a, you have to be 25, 25 to sort to certify with youth villages and have a stable home. yes okay right whether that's with you a partner or whatever yes okay and uh 
So you get in touch with Callista Barberry, and you ask her at Youth Villages, and you, you, you're going to have a, a gazillion questions. Right. And she's going to answer them for you. All of them. And uh, then after all that happens, if you're interested in being a foster parent, then you're going to be enrolled in these classes, Yes, correct? and they're all online. So you can call in from a phone or a tablet or a computer, and we teach everything virtually. So I have families that are out in Centerville or out in Waynesboro or out in Sewanee that have taken classes, and they don't have to come into our office because I'll drive out there and finish the home study process in their home. Okay, and then Callista does a home study. There's a background check. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of things go on. Now, um, these classes and other things the youth villages do though i mean they prepare you they teach you yes they assist you in becoming a foster parent correct yes every child that comes into the state system experiences some kind of trauma because it's just it's a traumatic act to come into state custody regardless of what else they have experienced in their life and so a lot of the classes focus on trauma-informed care and how to parent a child who has gone through trauma and the appropriate ways to discipline a child who has gone through trauma and build those relationships in a good way to help them become successful members of society as they continue to grow up there you go and so You've gone through the classes. You've gone through the background check. You've done every at least a, a three month three months. It's about three months. Yes, three months sort of minimum can mm-hmm. be can be longer. Um, and you've qualified but certified by Callista with a home plan and all this kind of thing to be a foster parent. Uh, Still, though, youth villages just you know come by one afternoon, drop off a couple of kids, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then say, we're like, "Bye." Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. We yeah, don't do give, that. <laughs> give us a call if you're having any trouble. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Um, Once we have called you about a specific placement and you have accepted them and they come into your home, our counselors are out there within 24 hours to meet with you, to go over their safety plan. Um, And then we have a counselor who is in the home with you at least once a week providing in-home counseling, not only for that child so that you don't have to bring them to an outside counselor, but it's also for the whole family to adjust to having a new child in the home. And you have access to our staff 24-7. We have people who their whole job after hours is to answer the phone for you if you have any questions questions even if it's two o'clock in the morning right there you go folks youth villages that's you know they they would love your financial contribution but but what they really need are people who um, might have a passion for being a foster parent because uh, I can't think of a tougher job in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I, uh, I tell people, too, if you are nervous... Or a more rewarding one, though. Right. That is totally normal. I certify families who are nervous about the process up until they certify, and then they're nervous when they take their first placement, and then you kind of get the hang of it. And then you're like, you know what? I'm still kind of nervous, but I, I think I can do this. And we have other foster parents who are seasoned and have done it for decades who have said... If you have brand new parents who are nervous, give them my phone number and they awesome? can call me and I will help you. That's we have so a really good. supportive group of people. So good. All right. You know, my mom and dad fostered That's when amazing. I was little. I love hearing My mother stories. had a wig shop. I, I guess it's next to McDonald's there uh, on 31 in Bear Creek oh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she had opened one Saturday morning, and she had to go to the back. And a lady wandered in with a couple of children. And my mother said, look, I need to go to the back real quick. Uh, give me just a minute. So while she was in the back, the lady sang out, do you want my kids? And my mother was just like, <laughs> she didn't know how to ask, but she yeah. just said, sure, you know, whatever. She walked back in, and there were two children sitting in the floor. Oh, my goodness. Now, there was a third with that family that a girl, 
that was older and maybe closer to my age at the time that joined the family. So we had a, a family of three. Wow. So, but it was profound. And my mom and dad were perfect for that, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, and you know, my brother um, is in that field. And uh, we've had foster kids that we've taken care of peripherally, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's very rewarding and everyone should at least try. And oh. as someone who has met with people in a courthouse working with kids aging out, you really do need a place to sit in a courthouse apart yes. and not in the hallway. Yeah. I've been thinking about that since you so, said that. No. Mount Pleasant, what's the deal? You really Mount, need a place to meet. Just That's a, important. A disaster. I mm-hmm. spent five million dollars on it. What finished it two two years ago. Uh, I mean the county's track record on these courthouses is is awful. And um and and that's not just Murray County though. I mean that almost every county I've ever practiced law in they they spend a you know never as little as thirty million. They usually spend in sixty to a hundred million, and it rarely works. It's always a disaster. Uh, well. you, you get all these clerks and judges and lawyers and start listening to them. They all want you know some you you cannot build. You start listening to these lawyers, clerks, and judges, you just, you're going to have a disaster. Well, one of the biggest challenges, I mean, Lamar Alexander told me years ago, Debbie, buy it privately or build it privately because once they find out that it is a government entity, they ride the cost up astronomically. The city, you know, we had Middle Tennessee Bank building that was sitting there just, we, we've sent someone privately to bid on that so they did not know it was the city wanting that building and we got a fair market value for that but once it becomes a government entity doing something it is just i, I call it corporate welfare where they're just milking the county dry so. all right well let's let's yeah. turn from something else from something joyful like foster parenting Sorry something else jo- joyful like clayton i know that you were a uh, did you stay up last night to see Liz Cheney get beat uh. while <laughs> yeah. trump 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 trump, trump. Uh, and I t- I, and I tell I tell you the most disgusting thing about it though is that in her her speech she tried to compare herself to Abraham Lincoln. Yes, she oh did. Oh my goodness! She did. I mean, it's just disgusting. So that, and, <clears throat> don't let the I door mean, hit you. Well, in the they, fat backside. they ask her this yeah. morning. They, this is the conversation this morning. She didn't spend the fifteen million dollars she had raised because, of course, that all came in from out of her state to try to fund her race to keep her there. Uh, so they ask her this morning, "Are you thinking about running for president?" And she said, "Yes, it's a conversation we're having." So, well, if she and can't even carry her home state. Money. And all she was saying, though, Clayton, was that uh, as Abraham Lincoln had several downfalls in his bid for different offices, that that's part of politics. It and is. she's not finished with being in the political arena. Ms. That's York, all if she, she were to, she, if she were to change parties, she is finished. Yeah, I mean, when, when, I don't think so. Would the Democratic Party welcome her, Ms. York? If she well, switched. The Democratic Party's not going to support her. There's just no way. She is uh, she's eyeing <laughs> she's a spot a on the view. She's a star she is she is looking for a spot on the view. That's where you'll see her next. Yeah. CNN that's correspondent. It. Yeah, that's where she'll be. So, you may be working in a campaign, Debbie. No, let me tell you something, Jim. I, I I believe losses build you as a character, and I've lost. And actually, the losses were more important than the wins. I'm telling you that. And so she's right about that. Abraham Lincoln and Winston Churchill lost more more campaigns than they ever won. But 
But she she's thinking that Democrats would cross the aisle and vote for her as a moderate Republican for president. She is dead wrong. That will never happen. No, I mean, you, when you, the extreme right fades away, she will be there to keep the party alive. There is That's no extreme right, Jim. You're looking at a populist Republican Party that believes in workers' rights, middle class, making well, why sure— why don't you believe in union if you believe in workers' rights? Well— Why don't you believe in unionism if uh, who you believe said in we workers' didn't? rights? Right. Uh, who said we didn't? You know, Jim, I was an iron worker kid growing up. That's how we got insurance. That's how my dad had a retirement. My husband is a member of the Screen Actors Guild because that's where we get our insurance. I mean, any job's a good job. I don't care. Minimum wage in Tennessee is still $7.25. So tell me the work. Your minimum wage is not supposed to be your all-in wage, Jim. You're supposed to be educated and keep learning those skills so you make more money. That's where it is. And and to say that the Republican Party is anti-union these days... I think is wrong. No, you cannot we're, have we're union labor for, wages and, unle- and unfettered illegal immigration. Those two things do not fit in the same basket. So, yeah, yeah. that's true, too. I haven't seen any Republican support unions, any of them. I, other than Let me tell you something. Donald, York, York, Trump ha- Donald Trump now had every union them. in the White House that for the first time ever that there were people of every union setting in the Oval Office. That happened in the Trump administration. Miss York, you've heard me many times say I'm for jobs. Period. Yeah, you for jobs, but did you say you for unionism? I said I'm for jobs, union jobs, non-union jobs. I'm for jobs. Oh, okay. That is people for union jobs. That's good. But yeah. nobody should be forced to join a union if they don't want to, Jim. It's don't a right have to, to work. But they well, should pay their dues. For what? For it to be absconded? I don't think they, they need to get free free assistance if there's issues when they don't pay to be Uh, part of the group. Listen, right now you're watching the AFL-CIO implode because of the corruption of taking other people's money when they were dues. Um, There's a problem in the union area, so... Yeah, well, all these infrastructure projects going around the country and in Tennessee that union is strong in those, so hopefully they'll keep expanding. Well, all jobs are good. That's all I'm going to say. Folks, we will be back tomorrow. Ron Hart is supposed to be here with us. Calista Barberry, come back soon. I will. Thank Youth you. Youth Villages. Thank you Good for luck. Work. What's that? Give us that website one more time. Youthvillages.org slash foster care. There we go. All right. See you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Turns for a sadly.